Do you have solo economic dependency? That is, if you aren't working, you aren't making money. The Art of Passive Income Podcast is the solution. Discover passive income models so you can enjoy life on your own terms. Let freedom ring. Hey, it's Mark Podolsky at Geek with your favorite niche real estate website, www.thelandgeek.com. And on this week's roundtable, we've got almost all the usual suspects, minus Scott Bossman. We've got breathe in the mailing, breathe out the marketing, the Zen master, Mike Zeno. Mike, how are you? Feeling elated. Elated. Great. Good to see you. We've got the technician, Eric Peterson. Eric, how are you? I'm good. It's good to see happy you. To be here. We've got. I'm happier here. We got the most feared woman in the country, the terrorist hunter, Mimi Schmidt. Mimi, how are you? I'm great. Glad to be here. How are you? Great, great. Good to see you. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Tate Litchfield. Tate, how are you doing? Good. Very excited to be on today's call. Good to see you. And then, of course, you know him. You love him. The brain. The professor. Your flight school Sherpa. Scott Todd with scotttodd.net, landmoto.com, learn anything about anything, investorninjas.com. Scott Todd, how are you? Great, man. I'm trying to imagine Mike Zeno like shaved with a shaved cut. We're going we're to get to that. We're going to get to the shaved cut in a second. But I think today's roundtable discussion is going to be interesting. So I'm talking to Andrew Mino, and he's asking me about LinkedIn as being a viable marketing option for land. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting topic. Let's talk about it on the roundtable. So let's just start with the Zen Master. Have you ever used LinkedIn for marketing purposes? Or have you ever thought about LinkedIn? Like, what are your views on LinkedIn? Let's just talk about it. I feel like the new Eric Peterson. I'm always the first one now. <laughs> so LinkedIn, uh, listen, I have never advertised land on that. I do have an account. I don't use it that much. But last year I had someone contact me and their job, their business is to sort of elevate your LinkedIn account. And I had a pretty long discussion. I think he was out of Australia or something. And it was really interesting to me. So I sort of put it as a, as a to-do item. Uh, and I revisited it recently. And I am looking to build up my LinkedIn page. I think it's an incredible platform. As far as selling land, I don't. No, I um, I guess my own, I don't know much about it, but I thought it was sort of uh, like not, it's the word spammy, not selling land is spammy, but isn't it more like professional sort of relations? I don't it's, know. Do people sell on there, Mark? Well, th that's the question. So LinkedIn to me, from my perspective, so let's just look at the three big social media. Twitter, right? right? Let's just call Twitter what it is, a cesspool. You want to just go in there and argue with people, you go to Twitter, Okay. Facebook is really the, our marketing platform for social media. You've got people our age on there. Um, we, you, they have disposable income. You can target your, the groups. Right. You've got the marketplace. It's a really easy fit on Facebook. And you've got Mimi's whole strategy. Um, and then you've got LinkedIn, which is I have a J-O-B. And maybe I don't like my J-O-B. Here's a way to network to get another job is mm. my thought about LinkedIn. But yeah. I could be wrong. It could be that LinkedIn has other things to offer. Well, that sort of makes sense, Mark. It's like, I feel like you've got to meet people with what they're looking for when they join those platforms. So if you 
come at them with something that's sort of not what they would got on that platform. You could be, could you be like socially shunned and LinkedIn? Like, who's this guy coming in here with all this stuff that belongs on Facebook? I don't know. It's a good question. You you could you could just get ignored for sure. They they yeah. I mean, I don't know about being shunned, but it's not it's not like Facebook or you know the young kids like my kids are on Instagram all the time. Like I don't think our our niche clientele is looking to buy land on Instagram. Now I could be wrong. And that could be a whole right. other roundtable topic. But I'd love to know, Mimi Schmidt, what your thoughts are on LinkedIn. So if you go on LinkedIn now, and it wasn't like this a couple of years ago, there are advertisements and people do do um, promote articles and trends. And so I, I don't think you could do our standard land ad the way we do it. But I think you could do an article about the um, investment value in land or and how land is a hot commodity, those type of uh, advertisements, and then have your website in there, right? Okay. So they could go take a look. So I think that you would just have to switch up the way you do the ads. So it's more of those savvy, savvy investors, those savvy, educated folks. Yeah, I think okay. they'd be interested. So, for you, for, so just to clarify, you think if you write a good article, you talk about the benefits of owning land, you link back to your website, it could be a list building platform, not a, I'm going to sell land directly on LinkedIn platform. Yep. And you could also, you would know there's disposable income on LinkedIn. These right. people could afford it. They've got jobs. Right. Hypothetically, I would think, right. or they're looking for jobs. Um, Tate Litchfield, what about you? What's LinkedIn? Okay, so you've never really had a job, <laughs> but if you had a job, it's somewhere you would like look at. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you. I'll send you a link. It's spelled very interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it just sounds. I thought it was like a social media platform for like old people. I don't know. Like, I don't, I think I have a LinkedIn, but I, I don't know why I'd want to take on the responsibility of learning how to market on a new platform when the ones I'm using are working so well. Like that's my two cents on it. So you're, you're saying Pareto principle. If, if 20% yeah. of my efforts are getting me 80% of my sales on Facebook or Craigslist, why would I even consider? Right. I mean, LinkedIn. I got three Land Moto ads in the last 24 hours. So, I mean, LinkedIn, can you compete with that? I don't know. Maybe somebody's going to go out there, probably Mimi or, you know, Mike, and they're going to have great success. I'm going to jump on their you know, coattails. But for now, I'm sticking to what's working and what's selling land. I'm out. Right. And, that, and it's also the mindset because when people, the mindset when they're going on LinkedIn, I would think they're going because they want to network with other people. So when it is time for them to jump jobs, they've got mm -hmm. this big network that's going to make it easier for them. That, that I think is what they're looking for, or they want to read articles about, you know, how Scott Todd built the IT department at his fortune 50 company. And here's how he did it step-by-step, step. you know, well, I get here's an influencer. Um, Scott didn't even flinch when I did that. He's probably not even listening. Anyways, um, Eric Peterson, what are your thoughts? 
Well, um, let me start by saying I can't remember the last time I've been on LinkedIn um, prior to this topic coming up. And then I pulled up LinkedIn again. Um, so I think, you know, my impression was was kind of along the lines of, of what Mimi said. You know, it's my perception has been more kind of like a, a content marketing type um, style to LinkedIn as opposed to, you know, the maybe informal ads that we might place on Facebook. Um, and I think to me, certainly not as a main marketing platform. I think, you know, your Facebooks, Landmoto, Craigslist, places like that are where the majority of our audience resides. Um, but there might be some additional reach in a, you know, let's call it a, a tertiary platform like LinkedIn in this case, you know, maybe there are some people you can reach that you won't reach in those other areas. But um, I think that it's a completely different strategy and kind of style of marketing than than we teach for those other platforms. So, um, you know, it, it would be experimenting on that platform and, and trying to figure out the way to reach those audiences, because as as we've already heard, I think in general, people are on LinkedIn to to network to, you know, because they're going to switch jobs soon or they're trying to build their credibility because they want to switch jobs in the future. So I think they're less interested in things being sold to them if it doesn't apply to their their job, I guess. That's my right. thought. And there are LinkedIn real estate groups as well. But again, I'm not sure about the mindset of the people going on that site. I agree with you. But just to be direct, would you spend any time marketing on LinkedIn, even in the vein of Mimi, just to build your list? I'm not going to spend any time on, on LinkedIn at this point in time. I kind of agree with Tate. Like, I'm getting plenty of leads from the other platforms that we market on that, you know, I don't need to necessarily go find another platform right now. Um, but I won't completely discount it and say I would never look at it. You know, things change. Yeah. Okay. I like it. You're flexible like a yogi. It's good. All right. Um, Scott Todd, I'm sure you have some opinions about this. Well, I would, I would just say that, um, I, I wouldn't discount it. I, I don't do it. I wouldn't discount it. Like, uh, I think that it's, it's, a you gotta understand them. Like this is a market, right? Like the, the land buying market is a market. So is it, is it, are you going to have success there? I don't know. Maybe, um, I think that if I were just beginning, I wouldn't put any effort into that. I would follow, I would follow where other people are. And then what would happen is I would kind of watch the market. Maybe I run a, a couple of tests over there or something, but like I wouldn't necessarily try to go all in on that. Maybe I make a little bet over there and see what happens. And you know, if it works great, if it doesn't work, no big deal. But in the beginning, when you're starting out, it's it's easy to try to like think you're going to, oh, I'm going to solve this problem over here. And then what happens is you forget about the recipe, right? You get about you forget about what you learned 
to get you to where you need to go. And the way that I would do it is the old saying, Tony Robbins saying, that says success leaves clues. Well, if there was success over on LinkedIn, well, then we would all be talking about it. But again, I'm not saying that it's not there. I'm just saying that maybe other people are having success there, but I'm not seeing it. And so I would just kind of sit back and wait a little bit before I ran over there and exhausted any type of resources. And I think that that's one of the mistakes that people make is when they get going, they they think, okay, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to corner this part of the market. Well, I hate to tell you, you're not going to corner any part of the market, okay? Because the minute there's success somewhere, you will see the success. It will be there and other people will follow because everybody will be talking about LinkedIn, but no one's talking about it. I mean, guess what? They're not talking about Snapchat either. You might want to think about going over the Snapchat and maybe running that there. I'm kidding when I say that, but like that would be the equivalent, right? No one's talking about Snapchat because there's just nothing there yet, yet. And I'm not saying it won't be there. It's just not there today. Do you feel like we have a responsibility to the community to test it and then report back? Well, I, I think that I think what happens is, I mean, I, I don't know that we have a responsibility to the community. I think that what happens is um, you start. So here, here's the deal, Mark. And I and kind of the more advanced land people, you start to build this profile, this avatar of what that person looks like who's buying land. And I can tell you that when I've dialed in the, the avatar of the person's buying land for me, and look, for you, it might be different. The people that are buying my land, well, they may have a LinkedIn account, but that's not where they're hanging out. The people that I'm selling my land to that fits a certain avatar, they're not on LinkedIn. They're on a different platform. So your avatar might be different, but the reality is, is that the people that we sell our land to, they are, they are kind of a... Um, a niche group. It's the same people, the same people that I market to for Landmoto. I'm not necessarily going to find them on LinkedIn. I'm not saying they won't have an account there, but they're not living there, right? Like they might go there or LinkedIn might be trying to get them there because to build the numbers, but they're not, they're not hanging out on LinkedIn. And I think that LinkedIn caters to a more, and I could be wrong, but I think LinkedIn caters to a more, um, you know, management style of person, someone that's more career oriented. And the people that, that I tend to market to or the people that tend to buy from me aren't there. That's not who they're. My typical profile isn't that type of a person. Yeah. And, and just to, you know, sort of, you know, give credence to what you're saying. When we get a customer on, in Frontier Properties, that customer, when they reach out to us, they want to friend us or they want to like us, it's always Facebook. It's never been LinkedIn. I don't think I've ever had a land buying customer give me a friend request on LinkedIn. So that really kind of hammers home the point. Tate, have you ever gotten a friend request? I mean, well, not Tate. Eric, no, have you ever gotten me. like you know you've gone LinkedIn? <laughs> Eric, you ever got a friend request? I may have got one, but I'm not even sure about that. Do do your land buyers like friend you though on Facebook? Yes, they like my business page. Sometimes they friend me. Mm -hmm. All right, Mike, what about you? No, just other land investors on uh, LinkedIn. So. No, I, I think that's a really good point that uh, that he made, you know. But, you know, look, a few years ago, people were saying, 
Facebook land investing, like, and, but then exactly what Scott said started happening. And guess what? We all found out right quick. And we, so they, they didn't corner it. They just, they filled us in that it was working. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Mimi, how about you? I get friend requests on Facebook and from my business page, like Eric was saying, but never on LinkedIn. Never on LinkedIn. So the consensus is we're open to LinkedIn being a viable platform, but currently there's no logical reason to spend any time, energy, money on LinkedIn unless you just want to build your list there and, and experiment with it. But if you're a newbie, LinkedIn is not a place to even go. Are we all agreed? Tate's straight shaking agreed. his head. Agreed. Scott's shaking his head. Eric's shaking his head. Mike is just reading some no, kind of I'm, martial I'm arts cone. No. Mimi shaking no. your head. Rock, I was thinking that it's no different than when someone's new and they say, geez, uh, how about that website? Should I get my website up and running? Or should I do this or that? And we always say, what? No, dial into the fundamentals, mailing and marketing. And I think this sort of, it's in the same vein, right? Um, right. Just stick with what works and, and focus on that because it is possible to divert yourself in a way that would not be helpful. Yeah, yeah. And then if you just wanted to just see how a land investor works, It'd be great to watch it on like a Netflix type show. I don't know. It's called Lots. Looking over Tate's shoulder. It's there. You don't even need to like cycling. Check it out. Go to landgeek.com forward slash lots. And you can actually see this is what it looks like to be a land investor. So you, it's in your head now. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, so now we're at that point in the podcast where I, I'm going to give the tip of the week. So there's a huge sigh of relief over in the Mimi Schmidt's corner. And um, I'm really excited about this tip of the week. But before I give the tip of the week, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor. And this week's sponsor is Flight School. Learn how the next 16 weeks can literally transform your life. Start building that passive income machine. Start doing deals. Go up that mountain of land investing with Scott Todd, who's done it thousands of times, quickly, safely, and efficiently. Learn more. Go to thelandgeek.com forward slash training. Schedule a call with the Zen Master Mike Zeno or Nightcap OG, Dude Buddy, Scott Bossman. Learn, learn more. Thelandgeek.com forward slash training. So my tip of the week is from Toncha Hokinson in Minnesota. So Toncha has a lot of experience with working with nonprofits and other groups, uh, schools with merchandise, raising money through t-shirts and, and what have you, um, and then giving it to a nonprofit. Our nonprofit is balltoall.org. Um, it gives soccer balls to kids in impoverished areas so they don't get in trouble. And it's, it's, they're indestructible. So 10 bucks gets you an indestructible soccer ball. A portion of the proceeds will go to ball to all. So before boot camp, get your Land Geek merch. So I have the link here. It's Land Geek Merch 20, number 20, Land Geek Merch 20.itemorder.com forward slash sale. I know you all have it memorized, but if you don't, we're going to have a link to it. And 
Um, it's very, very important that we have at least 101 t-shirts sold prior to boot camp. Very, very important. So when you do go ahead and, and, and make your order and the shirts are going to be high quality, they're going to say things like grit, mind the dip, boot camp. And then there's a special Mike Zeno shirt, which I think will be the biggest seller. So go in there, but it's very important that you email us and say, you know, just got the, the shirt or five shirts or 20 shirts or whatever, because we have to sell at least 101 of them. It's very, very important. Mike Zeno, why is that number so important? <laughs> I never accepted the, uh, because I just believe that these are going to be uh, very popular and someone <laughs> else uh, may have questioned my belief. And so uh, I said, uh, well, we're easily going to be 100 of these gone. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how far we want to dig into this right now. Oh, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, Scott, hey. Mark, you, miss, you missed it, though. You're all, what I, what your I numbers are way off. Why? You see, the deal was 100 of the Mike Zano shirts we're going to sell. That's what Mike Zano said. He said over or under that he would sell 100 of his shirt. And everybody on this call basically said, we'll take the under. So it's not about 101 shirts being sold, Mark. It's about 101 Mike Zano shirts being sold. And like literally what we also said was that there needed to be a normal distribution. So if we saw one person go in and buy like a hundred, the bet was off. Oh, so, I see. So Laura can't just go in and be like, no, 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 no. We, can't. One person no we said a normal distribution. Yeah, what is what? Oh, so Eric's saying the normal, the normal purchase quantity is one. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, maybe one t-shirts you can like wear once. You've, you've oh. never bought one for a friend, like a shirt. You like a shirt, you buy them for your friends. You think it's a great one point one for Christmas. It's a perfect Christmas gift. Perfect. Buy your whole perfect. family one. So let's whole just family. see. We'll see. All right, other guys in the fight department. Maybe they all want so, one. I'm still taking the under. Yeah, they do, Mike. Well, it, well, if it's on the Mike Zano shirt, I'm going to take the under on that. On that, what? we're all taking the under. Sorry, Wait, is everybody. <laughs> So Mike okay. Zano, Mike Zano said that he was going to shave his head I if a hundred oh, did not get sold. This is true. You are my witness. That is true. It's true, Mike. It's a mohawk. It's a mohawk. A mohawk. I don't want. And I think he should put in the Land Geek logo on the sides. Oh yes. Yeah, for boot camp. For boot camp. So Mike, it's free. If 100 don't sell, you're getting a Mohawk, the Land Geek logo on the sides of your head. This is fantastic how Mike has like railroaded himself into this deal. Well, he did select the terms. So, I mean. He said 100, we're going to sell. I never agreed boy. on the bet, though. I never agreed on the bet. I was looking to negotiate the bet, and Scott Todd used his infinite power and wisdom to, to move the crowd against me. It's rough. So this is I want to marketing. I, I just want to take a minute and thank the listeners. I hope you're getting some entertainment, some value out of the roundtable podcast. If you are, 
The best compliment you can give us is if you do us three little things. You got to subscribe. You got to rate. Review the podcast. Send a screenshot of that review to support at thelandgeek.com. We're going to send you for free the $97 wholetailing course, How to Double Your Money, 30 Days or Less. Um, please do that. So, Mike, it's official then, right? We're the bets. We got a good bet on the shirts. Hunter is the over under. <laughs> He's shaking his head. No comment at this time. I, I, you know, I think we should move on to the next segment. All right. Well, th it's <laughs> the next segment is we're we're just going to do this. Are we all ready? Are we good? <laughs> any any final thoughts on LinkedIn? Maybe you, you won't find Mike shirts on LinkedIn. That's for sure. <laughs> you might Boy. find them on eBay after Laura buys a hundred of them. <laughs> wow. Well, they Scott should be Todd called Todd's. the Scott Todd shirts, though. In real, in, in you know, in all reality, this is the power of mentorship. This is the Scott Todd shirt. We may have to reframe that on the site. Oh boy, maybe you know what? Let's email Tonsha the stallion. Stallion. Um, yeah. So everybody, check out that that link, uh, please. So let's do this. One, two, three. Let's let freedom, freedom ring. ring. I think that was the best one ever. I think so. Oh, I think if I speed it up, unified. it's fine. Tate's like, no. Maybe I was Everyone. just off. I, it, Tate, what's what's going on with the, those Vegas uh, Raiders? Are you are you a fan? Uh, you know, I saw we had our first home game yesterday. Um, I think we won it. I'm, I'm not a football guy myself, but uh, the stadium's pretty amazing. I've driven by it a handful of time. It is awesome. Okay, cool. Is how is the Vegas economy? Uh it's hurting right now. I think uh, we got some dark months coming up for us. I think a lot of the casinos are letting people go or laying them off, which is just going to be. I mean, it's to be expected. Unfortunately, just nobody's in town, right? Nobody's coming, so. The economy is it's struggling. Yeah. You know when the best time to plant a tree is? 20 years ago. You know the second best time to plant a tree is? Right now? Today. So, you know, if, if you've got a job, now is the time to start getting that passive income so that if something does happen like this, you're protected. And, you know, it's, it's, why it's, it's so important to do that. Um, for sure. I stole that from uh, my Peloton instructor, Dennis Morton. Ooh. Come back. You, on know who, you know who Tate is rooting for, don't you? Who? Uh, don't say it, Scott. He's rooting don't for the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, he actually, is. Scott, I am because I want you guys to get it out of your system so you stop being so good every year. That's what I yeah, really no, want. No, we already won one. We're going for a know. I know. I just yeah. want you to get it out of your system because you guys want so you it. So you think we'll take I, the foot off the gas? I hope so. Like you did last year when you ch choked the first round. Of yeah, playoff, well, but... you know, ask the Knights uh, how they choked this year. Is this hockey? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Huh. No, I, I think you guys look good. You guys look really good. Yeah. Yeah. Here, is we it got sport, the... sports in Tennessee or is it just – Baby back rib eating contests. Oh, we have boy. the Tennessee Titans. 
Are they still a team? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Mimi, you, you've, got, you've got the Washington team now. We were talking about that today. Somebody, is it the Washington club? Is it the Washington team? It's just ugh, too complicated. Yeah. The Redskins. Um, but, yeah, okay. Team. What the heck is that? It's just a weird time right now watching sports. Yeah, but you know what I heard yesterday? There's more bets than ever. This past month, there have been more sporting bets than ever before, which is shocking to me. Really? Yeah. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Maybe because people can't go observe. I don't know. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, huh. Tate, did you know about that? Uh, I kind of had a hunch just because I've been hearing a lot of, you know, people talking about it. Uh, I know the casinos that are doing well have sports betting options, right? And, and if you're a resident in the state of Nevada, you can bet from your mobile device, which is kind of new and cool. But they were saying they're absolutely killing it. Tons of traffic. I think people are looking forward to watching something. They're, they're bored and they're looking for outlets. And so sports are taking a big, you know, a big chunk of uh, people's attentions. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, during COVID, I think this is for me the most entertaining thing I do all week. Yeah, for sure. Or certainly with the most people at one time. I don't know about yeah. you guys. Yep. I mean, are, you getting, are you guys getting together with big groups? Mimi's no. Mike, well, you have the fire department. That doesn't count. But other than that. Uh, you know, not too big groups, no. We, But no. No. Eric? Well, we've had like sports games at school and stuff like that and Sometimes it feels like there's no COVID, you know, like nobody's wearing masks and everybody's, you know, near each other and, and different things. So that can feel kind of weird. But, uh, but yeah, I've been to some of those. Interesting. Tell me about you. Uh, no, I mean, we see my parents, but um, for the most part, not, not too big a group. So it'll be interesting to see what happens just nationwide with the holidays coming up with thanksgiving and and the year stuff it'll be it'll be interesting to see how people handle it i think a lot of people have got fatigue covid fatigue so we'll see yeah in scott todd's neighborhood he's he's like an extra on the set of cocoon he's so young like, look no. at that young whippersnapper <laughs> what are you talking about what's he doing leaving like, the house they're like throwing young they're like throwing oh. things at him i live in a young neighborhood man what or florida it about? is that's that's what? Florida. That's Florida. Oh, that's not like no, no, life no, 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 no. There's a certain portion of the of the <laughs> state where the older people live. The rest of it is a normal age distribution. What a great eighty Come reference, on, man. Cocoon. Yeah, Please, I know. Mark. Mark, you, you and I are the only ones who are to get that. Everybody else is like too young. I, I got it. I got it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Tate has no idea. He's on. I, I mean, Mark. Right Mark. I'm, watch I'm looking at it. I'm gonna watch it again. That's a great movie. It was oh, Steve Goodberg is great in that movie. Yeah. Eric, have you heard of Cocoon? Yeah, I don't know if I've seen it though. But I've done 1985. Whoa. 80, 85 reference. Mimi, have you heard of the movie Cocoon? I don't remember movie names. 
Okay. Uh, was great. On the side, I don't remember. It's okay. It's probably That's worth watching really again, right there. I don't know. Yeah. This doesn't look that good. <laughs> <laughs> Any movie with Wilford Brimley Wait, is an instant classic. Tate's like, Tate's like, the world existed in 1985? Seriously? Just, <laughs> I just Googled it. Let me just show you what popped up when I Googled it, the image associated with this movie. And you tell me if you would watch this in today's world. Well, we did is. watch the movie in 1985. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, this was probably one of the first color movies on your VHS oh, or whatever. What? So you know, look at the image that popped up. VHS, we didn't have VHS back then. We had beta, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you watch right? this? A young no. Brian Dennehy. I would definitely work. Look at look at those special effects in the eighty. Oh, it's pretty good. Casper looks more exciting than this. This is oh guys, no. Tate. Tate, have you oh yeah. Tate, have you ever heard have you ever heard of uh let's see, Kramer versus Kramer? <laughs> or that, Seinfeld? I don't know. I'm, oh, oh no. The paper chase. Oh, it's a good. Oh, a I have no these idea. Are, these are classics. These are classics, Tate. War games. Hmm. I'm sure he's heard Caddyshack. 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 Yeah, I've seen that one. That one's hilarious. Yeah. That one is good. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. Breakfast Club. Breakfast yeah, club. I've seen that one. Tron. Tron? Uh, I don't think one. I've ever... I've seen the new one. That was on e. rad. Seen E.T.? Yeah, E.T. E. Uh, yeah, he's going to see E.T. Yeah, uh, I mean, future. it was okay. Back to the Future Star was Wars. Cool. You've seen all the Star Wars, probably. Star Wars was good, yeah. Top Gun. Seen that, loved that. Iron Eagle. Now, is that oh. Val Kilmer? Is that Val Kilmer? No, no. Danny that's Louis, Glover. Louis Gossett Jr. is in that, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Louis Gossett Jr. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an oldie. How, how about an officer and a gentleman? Wow. Ooh. He won an Oscar for that, I believe, or he was up for an Oscar. Oh, All right, Shane, how about how about this one? Any which way but loose. Oh, classic. Mm, no. Any which way you can. <laughs> right turn, <laughs> Clyde. How about Footloose? Footloose, I mean, has anybody ever really seen the whole movie on that? Like, I've seen pieces of it. Not the remake. Are you making? Yeah. I've seen, like, sliding down the room or whatever in his socks. And I've seen that. Isn't that Footloose? Wait, no, no. That's risky oh, that's business. Risky business. <laughs> you got the movie wrong. Isn't he getting pizza or something and he slides across the room? That's risky business. Guess I haven't seen Footloose then either. <laughs> All right. Fast times at Ridgemont High. Come on. Uh, yes, I have seen that one. Yeah. Couldn't tell you what it's about, but I remember it. What? Just picking Listen, movies that just. Mark, I think really what we need influential. to do. I think. Not influential. What? Mark, here's what we got to do. I think what what we need to do is next week we should all come up with like a uh, a movie quote and see if Tate can guess the movie. 
Oh, yeah, but it can't be some like weird, you know, random movie like Kramer versus Kramer. I mean, oh. listen, nobody's seen that. If you were born in the no. like the last twenty five years, you've never heard of this movie. That ever. one's best picture. Doesn't mean anything to me. Doesn't like, mean anything. There that, was no world before the nineties. I, I mean, I have a hard time watching movies that were made. <laughs> like more than 10 years ago like they're slow they're so much slow it's like but they really had to act they had to really act because it wasn't all the special effects they had to really really act think about caddyshack too all the people you say so mike if you say so (laughs) wait maybe what you're saying about caddyshack Caddyshack, all the people look normal if you go look at like the pool scene it looks like regular people they don't look all Beautiful and with perfect quaffs and figures. Uh, normal. That's I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your bring me your movie quotes. Yeah. Okay. The pre, the pre- steroid we'll see you era. next week. And if I All get right. I, I guarantee I won't even get I won't even get fifteen percent of them correct. That's that's how confident I am in my lack of movie knowledge, especially from like the 60s and stuff yeah no way i'm gonna see that movie. 60s <laughs> all right this is a good stopping point good seeing everybody <laughs> we'll see you next week thanks guys i'm gonna go get some metamucil <laughs> thanks for listening to the art of passive income podcast start your journey at www.thelandgate.com and www.scotttodd.net rate and review the podcast and email support at thelandgeek.com your screenshot for a free passive income launch kit